From the Carter Subaru Studios, this is Cairo Nights with Jake Scorheim. Welcome back to Cairo Nights. I have a very special guest with me, Steve Coogan from My Northwest. He's the lead editor over there. Steve, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me back on, Jake. Absolutely. All right, so Fridays is a fun thing. You and I, uh, one, we're friends, and so it's fun to hang out. And on Fridays, we get a chance to hang out here on the show and talk about what the audience is actually clicking on. So not just the stories that we're picking. This is what you guys are actually clicking on when you go to MyNorthwest.com. So uh, we just do like the top three stories. What are the top three most clicked stories this week on MyNorthwest.com? And we do a ton of great stuff there. You guys should go check it out. Truly some great material. You're going to get all the news that you guys uh, need to know, I guess. And uh, a lot of other stuff that you don't need to know is all on MyNorthwest.com. All right, Steve, I don't know if that's a ringing endorsement, but let's get to it. (laughs) What is the number three most clicked on story this week? All right, we are pulling that. We are pulling that up now. Let's see. We've got uh, headline number three. Kurt Warner details Seahawks dilemma with QB Geno Smith. So, well, this is is actually great news if you're a fan of Geno Smith because Geno just, they announced that they're going to guarantee his salary for... Uh, I think his salary kicked in today. He had some clause in his contract that said if he's still active on the roster as of today, then he would get an extra guaranteed $12.7 million in his contract that becomes fully guaranteed. That's so, correct. So he woke up this morning with an extra $13 million bucks in his pocket. Not too shabby. If it, not too shabby if a job or you can get it. Pretty great. Yeah. Pretty great. Uh, so now I guess that would mean that Geno Smith is going to be the quarterback for the 2024 season. Well, there's more to that story, Jake. Really? So the, the, the issue there is that, so they, that they've picked up this, they've picked up the salary, but there's still a possibility that even though that they've picked up the salary, he may not be with the Seahawks in 2024. They've picked this, 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 uh, the salary option up and that it could be argued. There are some experts out there who are saying that that makes him a little bit easier to trade now that he's, uh, actually. Actually, now that we know exactly where he's going to be, what his situation is, that makes him a, a trade candidate, possibly. So we don't know exactly what, what's going to happen with Gino just yet. But but if you are a fan of Gino, it's more likely he's going to stay with the team uh, in 2024 than it was previously. I yeah. love Gino. I you know I I wish that this last season would have been as exciting as his previous season with the Seahawks when he was setting all those records and everybody was like, where did this guy come from? And, you know, yeah. I mean, journeyman, journeyman makes good, you know, Yeah, I mean, it's like he was, he there. was highly drafted uh, when he, I think he was picked up by the Jets originally. And then yeah, second he, round pick from the, yeah, for the Jets. And, and he didn't do particularly well there to, to start. And he ended up in Seattle and, and hanging out on the bench for a while. And then all of a sudden, ta-da. Yeah. Russell you know? gets a hurt finger and Gino gets to step in and gets his chance. And so it worked out for him really, really well. The cool thing was. He had not made his money yet. I mean, a lot. I mean, he'd been in the yeah. league a long time, but I imagine he was on the lower end spectrum for quarterbacks. Yeah, when you're a backup, you're not you're making obvious obvious no, reasons. You're getting, you know, veteran, you're, not, you're getting. I mean, there's a league minimum which right, these players are making. Right. Which it might, do, maybe a little bit more than that, but yeah, you're not making when starters and the NFL starters and the you know the quarterbacks they make a ton of money these days, and, well, the, and, and the money keeps keeps climbing. It's it's an impossibly difficult job yes. to do. I, I agree. And so, you know, again, veteran pay for the average NFL player, you and I would think that's fantastic money. But if you're a quarterback, 
that's just like middling to to low money. Yes. So for Geno Smith to finally get this big bump in pay and have all this guaranteed money is really exciting for him, and I just think really cool because he's been playing under this like year to year contract kind of thing. Right. So, so now that he's getting this extra money, I'm excited for him. I would love for him to have some success with the Seahawks, but. I would more love for just the Seahawks to have some success. Yes. So if he needs to go away for that to happen, I'm all for that too. I think a lot of people feel the same way you do. All right, number two story. What do we got? Story number two, headline number two. Store owner prevents robbery by bringing machete to a knife fight. This is a really, there's so many ironies to the story. One, the guy's name is pronounced, I believe the guy's name is pronounced knife. Yeah. Um, it's like very yeah. close. Yeah, it's uh, spelled N I. Excuse me, N A I F. Yeah. So I believe it's. I believe you're right there. Yeah, yes. it's pronounced knife. So you have this store. He owns a convenience store down in Tacoma, and he and his wife run it. He's 70 years old, and like a lot of these small businesses in you know these different urban areas, he is getting robbed, and it's yes. happening so frequently that mm-hmm. he needs to figure out how to protect his store. Yep. So this guy comes in the other day. I think this is back on February 5th when this actually happened. Correct. This guy comes in and he leans across the counter and he's wearing a hood and he's kind of like trying to obscure his face. I don't know if he knew that there was a camera filming him, but there is a crystal clear camera filming this whole exchange. And the the Tacoma Police Department actually released the video so you can all see it. We put it up on MyNorthwest.com. You guys should go over there and check it out. This guy comes up to the counter and he's kind of having some exchange with them. We can't actually hear the audio. But he pulls a little knife out of his pocket. Looks like it's not. A, it's probably not a switchblade, but it looks like just like it, like a little, almost like a little shank knife. And he sticks it across at Knife and or Knife, however you pronounce his name. And Knife looks at his little at this little knife in this guy's hand, and he goes, "You think that's a knife?" He goes, "That's not." A, and he literally said this. He said, that's not a knife. This is a knife. And he reaches behind the counter right. and he pulls out a giant machete. Yes. And you were making the joke earlier. You said, I don't know if they make small machetes. No, that's right. I don't think they do. So they, he pulls out a average size machete. Right. He pulls out a big machete and he wields it against this guy. And now he brought a machete to a tiny knife that's fight. That's right. And, and it did go well for the for And the, the robber backs there. off, falls back on his back. <laughs> right. I actually had Knife on my show last night and talked to him about this. Oh, my he goodness. He was fantastic. Yep. I just got his number, and I called him up at the store, and I got the store's number. And because he's such a – I mean, like, of course, this guy was working at the time. Sure. So there's people coming in and out of the stores. I'm talking to him. It's actually really fantastic, but he's super funny. And he's like, I was like, as I'm talking to him, I'm like, hey, did you like the movie Crocodile? Because we got oh, to the point. Oh, so I was going to go there. You beat me to it. And I was like, did you like the movie Crocodile Dundee? And he starts laughing. And he goes, that's one of my favorite movies. And I was like, of course it is, yes, because you, you said the lines, like such a specific line. Yes. And uh, he goes, yeah, I, I stood over the guy, and I had this machete out, and my wife, I was holding him at night, at the, I was holding him with the machete, I was holding him on the ground, I was saying, call the cops, I want to wait till the cops, I'm going to hold you until the cops get here. But his wife was now concerned for the robber, because she knew that her husband was, that he means business. And so his wife said, you know, his, his wife was like, oh, let it, you know, like back off a little bit. And so when he did, the robber had a, had a moment, just a split second, and he, he hightailed it. Stupidly, he then comes back. Uh, yeah, he had actually found, the police arrest him. They say this guy actually needs to get into some treatment. So they uh, offer him treatment in an ambulance. He turns that down. So they say, okay, if you're not going to go to an ambulance, we're going to arrest you, which they did. He then gets re-released. Uh, and then the very next day on February 6th, where do you think this guy shows up again? Unbelievably, he goes back, back. to the store. What a dumb-dumb. Uh, I, I, 
That when James was telling me about this story, yeah. I couldn't believe that that was the uh, the conclusion to this particular story. I just unbelievable to me. Yeah. Why? What are you doing? It was so. What stu- are you doing? You just can't fix stupid sometimes. Uh, but James Lynch is the reporter who had this story. It was fantastic. And uh, but yeah, but but so Knife tells me on the show last night. He goes, yeah. So I just I'm just sitting there talking to this guy, and he stands in the doorway, and then he threatens to kill the 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 robber, the bad guy, threatens to kill Knife. For a second time, he goes, I'm going to come back. I'm going to rob you and I'm going to kill you. And Nafe says, no, you're not. Punches him in the chest right. and knocks him down. Yep. Like two times yep. a, a bad A. And uh, anyway, the guy gets rearrested. He's now in jail and he has a, I think he has his uh, court cases on the 22nd. So we'll see how that turns out. But that's that's a fantastic story. And I love, the thing I love about that is that a guy stood up and said, you're not going to steal from me and my family anymore. I'm going to protect my store yep. because I care about it. And the greatest part of that article, James asks him, he goes, were you scared? He's asking this to Knife. Yep. Or Knife. Just mispronouncing it. And uh, he says, Knife, were you scared in that moment when this guy's holding a knife to you? And he laughs. And he goes, was I scared? No. He was scared. He should yeah. be the one scared. I'm just like, that's the attitude we need to have yeah, with these that's right. punk robbers. Yep. Yes, the police say don't engage them. And yes, you shouldn't. You should not engage them. And if they're going to steal your wallet, let them have your wallet. But- Every once in a while, yeah. I like to see the good guys. I never the respect, the confidence in that. In yeah, that it's like Clint Eastwood. Well. It's yeah, just a like, bit. oh man, what a he's a cool dude. A little bit. All right, uh, that's the number two story. Obviously, I'm uh, very excited and charged up about that one. Yes, give me the number one story on mynorthwest.com. All right, uh, by a lot, we're going to go with headline number one: tire ban, thousand dollar fine for idling, have li- have life in the Washington legislature. So this one was really confusing because Chris had this story. This is this is like a two-parter story. Yes. So originally, Chris had this story that in the House, not the Senate, but in the House, they were trying to uh, have this. There was a there was some committee hearing or something where they were talking about letting the I believe it's the Washington State Department of Commerce have authority to decide what kind of tires that you or I could buy. Right. And so before we give the update on the story and why it's so interesting. How do you feel about that? Do you think the Washington State Department of Commerce should have uh, the authority to tell you what kind of tires you should buy? Yeah, this has come up before. Uh, Dick said, I know you've talked about it. I think we've talked about it. But I think overall, I'm... I, I'm I'm reticent to allow the Department of Commerce to tell allow me to, to you know to tell me which tires I can and can't buy. As much as I respect the fact that climate change is a big thing, or you know uh, climate change is significant, and we you know we're worrying about the environment, I have a hard time. I feel like there are other ways we can attack that issue than telling me which tires I can and cannot buy. Which is exactly what they want to do. And you're right. It's a slippery slope. You start with saying, oh, well, we just don't want you to have like wide tread tires. We don't want you to have tires over a certain weight. Sure. And before you know it, you can't buy tires for your truck anymore because they don't want you driving around with a big giant truck. Right. Which is the whole point. They're trying to keep tires that they say are low resistance tires, which they say are better for gas mileage. Now, the problem with that in the original story, which Chris detailed wonderfully, and you guys can check this out on MyNorthwest.com. The problem with that is when you actually talk to tire manufacturers, they will tell you that, and anybody who's ever driven a car will tell you, uh, bald tires don't perform super well in bad weather. Right. And where do you think we live? We live in Washington State. What's the thing that we are constantly dealing with? Bad weather. Water on the roadways. Right, exactly. And so when you have tires that are bald, Yes, maybe they get better gas mileage for your vehicle, but they also are going to cause more accidents. Right. You're going to be 
you're going to be uh, uh, hydroplaning all of the time. Yeah, you'll be replacing them more often. You also, that's the other thing that Chris yep. detailed in this article, sure. is you would have to replace these tires all of the time because they're pretty much, when you buy them, they're already <laughs> they're already worn down. Sure. What they don't want, what, what Washington State Department of Commerce uh, or, or the Democrats in, in the in Congress in the uh, in the House who were trying to pass this originally, what they don't want is they don't want you driving your car, because they say it's bad for the environment. Right. And they want to they they say this is all about climate change, just like you talked about a second ago. So there was a giant public outcry about this. I think two weeks ago, this was like this was by far and away the number one story. Yes. Hundreds of thousands of clicks. Yes, absolutely. People were riled up, and lawmakers heard that message. Right. And so they don't want to be sponsoring bills that are unpopular. Right. And so when they went into the committee, they talked about it. They quickly said, hey, you know what? We got a we got a, a, a lame duck here. Nobody wants this. We're certainly not going to put our names to this. This thing's kryptonite. Let's get rid of it. People like choosing their own tires. I like choosing my own tires. I like going into Les Schwab. I like going in there with my kids. Right. Actually, if I can go by myself, that's the best. <laughs> yeah, sure. I can just like cruise around on my phone. I can use their Wi-Fi. I can yep. eat free popcorn. I can watch ESPN. And it takes yeah, three hours. Right. It's not, it's, it's not, it's not bad. To, I haven't getting tires my, is almost fun, right? I haven't told my wife yet that I can just drop it off. <laughs> she thinks I right. have to show up and stay there because I love to go there. It's a three-hour vacation on the yeah. weekend. It's dad zone, da- right. dad central. So uh, I don't want that experience to it go makes you away. want to get tires every two or 3,000 miles, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. So uh, I don't want that experience to go away. I don't want the government stepping in and telling me what kind of tires that I can buy because I drive a truck. Yeah. It doesn't work for me to have these tiny little tires, even though they're better for the environment. It just doesn't. Literally, I cannot drive my vehicle. So that was the original story. The bill died when they yes. talked about it in their closed door session committees or whatever. It's, it was done. And then Chris tells us now. That's right. And he tells us with a, a, a great emotion in his story. You magically. Can tell, you can tell he's, 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 uh, he's, he doesn't like the way this has developed. Somehow this gets re- resurrected. And I yes. think it was Senator Marco Leas. That's right. A Democrat from Edmonds. Democrat Edmonds mm-hmm. in the Senate. So essentially the, what, what happened? the next step was he kind of snuck the tire thing back into an unrelated, what they would call an unrelated bill. And it's a Senate bill, and it's essentially uh, designed. It's more designed for electric vehicles. So it's kind of snuck that back in there, and all of a sudden, here we are. We're, we're going to be voting on an unrelated bill that has, you know, that has the tire ban back in it. The tough thing about this, the, the the awful thing about this is, is you have government stepping in and trying to impose government's will on the people. Right. Now, who does government work for? They work for us, right? Senator Marco Leas, in a de- Democrat in Edmonds. Yep. I hope those people. Vote him out. <laughs> if this guy's trying to tell you how to live your life, yeah. vote him out. He's yeah. not your boss. Right. He's not your boss. And you elect him. Yeah. You decide him. He graciously comes to you and he begs you and he says, please, right. please send me to Olympia. It's my dream to be in Olympia. I want to go and act on your behalf. And then without even telling you, right. he sticks this thing in the Senate bill. And not only that, they not only stuck this tire thing in, they also said, oh, yes. what's this other thing? For idling trucks? Yes. Tell so, me about the idling okay, truck so thing. So let's look at the idling of the trucks. So okay. if a truck idles for more than five minutes, what's That's the right. fine that they want to impose uh, on truckers? Okay, so the fines would for idling would run between $300 and $1,000 per day, and any police <laughs> officer would be able to issue these fines. You know how many truck truck drivers we have listening to this show right now? Yeah, they, I'm, I'm, yeah, that's probably a lot. Not, you just, probably get a lot on the text line, don't honestly, you? Honestly, we get so many on the yeah, text line I bet. who are just white-knuckling their... Uh, steering wheels right now in anger. 
Do you yes. know how those truck drivers have to idle? That's just how those engines work. Right. Have you ever right. driven up by North Bend and seen all those truckers on the side? Yeah, like sure, they're trying sure. to catch a few Z's. They're under very strict regulations about how often they can drive. They have computers tra- tracking everything yep. that they do to make sure they're not overdriving. Right. They have to take breaks all the time. Government mandated. They're making sure these guys are like doing it or safe. Just, yeah, anything going go? Just go to these large rest stops that have the showers and the stores and things like that. Just dozens of trucks lined up, and they're and a lot of them. You know, they yeah, you're right. They need to be idled because they're they're not because because what you're just you're what you're talking about, or maybe they're only staying for twenty to thirty minutes. And they yeah, can't or they're catching shut the thing little, down, or, or they're or they're they're catching a little break right. in the back of their truck. Maybe sure. they're trying to do some side business. Maybe they're yep. just taking a ten minute cat nap. Right. Whatever they got to do. Mm-hmm. If their truck runs for more than five minutes, which powers everything on inside their truck, yep. what they would like to see happen, what Senator Marco Leas would like to see happen, is he wants to go and hand them a little bill for $1,000, which right. to me, I like truckers. I don't know why he would do this. I don't like it. That's a tough one. I, it, it's, it's, it all comes back to climate change again, unfortunately. It's not a tough I, one for me. It's, it's, There's uh, a lot of ways we can fight climate change. There's a lot of ways. Yes, and you know yes, what you don't I, do? I see your You point. don't shut down the trucking industry which is where we get all of our goods and services still across yes, the country. Right. Truckers, I stand with you, <laughs> and I want you to know I have your back. So listen to the show as much yeah. as you possibly truckers can. Truckers are FOJs, friends of Jake. I love truckers. I have so <laughs> many friends that drive trucks. Right on. Long-haul truckers, they cross the country. They keep America moving. Sure. And so the idea that they want to find these people, make their businesses harder to actually work in the state of yeah. Washington. And it's hard. That's a hard job on top of it, too. Totally to, hard job. Know, so really, they're trying really to take away job. your tires. They're trying to take away... Freight, right? Ability, I don't like ability it. Ability to idle for obviously you know, this one gets like me that. jacked up. I just I, don't like it. I these see are that. small business owners. Like honestly, these guys are all independent. A lot of these guys, they don't all work for big trucking outfits. They're right. not all like big giant industry. No, a lot of them are independent contractors. A lot of them are little independent contractors yep. who are sure. trying to feed their families. Mm-hmm. And you're stepping in, telling them you're going to be fined three hundred dollars to a thousand dollars for trying to do their job. Right. No. Trying to, trying to keep their equipment thanks. moving and, and going and things like that. You know, it's it. That, How do you justify a, that? It's a tough one. Yeah. Tough one. No, thank you. All right. Uh, that's that's our top three stories. Yeah, we did. We did a lot of work today. Yeah, we did. All right. That is Steve Coogan. He is the lead editor of My Northwest. Steve, thanks for coming on, man. Thank Appreciate you again it. for having me. I always love coming on. Fantastic. All right. Uh, we'll do it again next week. I'd love to. Awesome. All right, guys. We have a ton more coming up on the show. I'm going to go get a drink of water. I'm like fired. I'm sweating. I need to go relax a little bit. Let's take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to have a lot more fun. Stick around. We're going to be right back here on Kyber Nights. You're listening to Cairo Nights with Jake Scora. Welcome back to Kyra Nights. All right, I saw this story last week, and I wasn't sure if you guys caught this when I covered it, but I just want to mention it again because I found it kind of interesting. PETA, you know PETA, the uh, people for the people for the ethical treatment of animals, they have apparently solved everything. Like, they have solved everything. So congratulations to them. Good job for them. Because on PETA's website, they just had this press release the other day. This was on Friday. And they said, this is on Friday on PETA's website, PETA sent a letter to Aaron Landrum, president and CEO of Wichita-based Chance Rides, the largest manufacturer of amusement rides in the country, asking that the company end the production and sale of animal-themed carousels that normalize the use of animals as conveyances and amusements. PETA points out that the animals used for rides and other forms of entertainment, including camels, horses, elephants, and dolphins, just imagine anything on carousels. You guys get this. Um... 
They also have unicorns on there, but they don't mention those. I guess that's because they're fictional. Uh, they're often beaten into submission. Uh, that's not fun. Deprived of everything that's natural and important to them, and even slaughtered once their bodies wear out. And the public opinion has turned against such acts of human domination over other species. Now, last time I rode a carousel, I don't think that they were actually stuffed real animals that had died. I think they were just carved out of wood. And so I guess Peter's uh, trying to save the wooden animals, I guess. Uh, Peter says, children learn through play and teaching them to have respect and compassion for all living things. Feelings, beings can help create or more just, uh, a just and merciful world. Peter urges Chance Rides and all other carousel manufacturers to hit the brakes on old-fashioned animal-themed rides and embrace design that engage children's imagination and showcase human talent. You could also make the argument that when somebody rides a carousel and they jump on, say, a beautiful horse. Like, imagine the horses that are featured on the uh, movie Mary Poppins. When those kids are riding those horses. You remember those ones in that cartoon sequence? When you're jumping on one of those things, this is like for a lot of kids, they don't get a chance to ride horses. And so then they jump on one of these carousel horses and they think, oh my gosh, this is really great. And they develop a love for these animals. And maybe that turns into a lifelong, like, compassion for these animals, that suddenly they want to make sure that horses are protected or maybe they even want to own horses someday so that they can, uh, you know, uh, make that horse's life a better life. That's just my, that's my suggestion to PETA and maybe they should consider those things before they demand that people shut down carousels or maybe they should solve other animal issues before they start taking on uh, fake animals. They might do that. Are they going to turn to like stuffed animals next? Because that, to me, kind of sends the same message, right? You're like taking an animal that is a cute little thing, and you're showing kids that they can own an animal. Can anybody ever really own an animal? And then that they're stuffing it? Ugh, I don't even want to think about that. That's horrifying. All right, uh, this was another story that I found kind of fun. There was a woman, and this is kind of a debate. You can answer this question. I don't know what your response to this might be, but this is actually kind of an interesting debate. A woman claims that her kids were kicked out of their private uh, I believe it was a, um, I believe it was a Baptist school. It's a private Christian Baptist school because she is a OnlyFans model. So you might be asking yourself, what is OnlyFans? Uh, if you are pretending that you don't know what OnlyFans is, and so I will play along with that, and I will tell you what OnlyFans is. According to Wikipedia, uh, Wikipedia, OnlyFans is an internet content subscription service used primarily by sex workers who produce pornography, but it also hosts the work of other content creators such as physical fitness experts and musicians. Content on the platform is user-generated and it's monetized via monthly subscriptions, tips, and pay-per-view. Creators are paid 80% of these fees. So basically, you can go on OnlyFans and you can uh, you know, post photos or videos of yourself doing whatever, and people then pay you to do it. And I mean, it is what it sounds like. Uh, so, okay. In Florida, there's this mom, like I just told you, there's this mom in Florida, and she is one of these women on the site. And she was advertising her site, her, her, uh, site on the back of her car with, you know, like you see those sometimes, you see like people's, uh, you know, like hit me up on, uh, maybe there'll be a, uh, hashtag something, or there might be a, a, literally a website on the back of, you know, people who advertise businesses advertise with websites on the side of their car. So this is her business. She's advertising on the back window of her car and it's pretty big. Uh, listen to how this new station in Florida sets us up. This is WFTV in Florida. They set up the story. They use way too many onlys because they're trying to be funny and get only fans in there, but they're using way too many onlys in the setup. 
New at six, it's OnlyFans versus angry parents. A local mom put her OnlyFans account on her car to try and draw some more attention to her online subscription-only business. But that's not the only thing this OnlyFans oh. ad attracted at her children's private Christian school. Well, that's not the only thing. Uh, all right, so this is kind of interesting. One of the moms at the school was not happy about this. And she posted this little tiny video. On, this is just a chunk of the tiny video. But she posted this video online. And she's kind of saying, hey, I don't love that this is at the school. It's a distraction to the kids. And this is how it sounded online. This is what I am looking at when I pull up behind one of these vehicles. And so she showed, there's a picture that she shows of the, uh, of the uh, lady's vehicle, the lady on OnlyFans. And she showed the vehicle, and this is what she sees every day, apparently, when she pulls into school to drop her kids off at their uh, Christian school. And she says that the decals, uh, um, I'm sorry, uh, yeah, she says the decals on the car are so huge that they cover the entire back of the woman's car. Like, she has two cars that she normally drives her kids in, and they cover the entire back window of the two cars. Not just a tiny, tiny little emblem on the back of a car. It is taking up the entire windshield, back windshield of two vehicles. So the, the uh, woman in question, uh, she's not in question. She admits to it. She talks about it. Her name is Michelle Klein. She has a different name that she goes by on the uh, adult content site, OnlyFans. But she says that the decals are there to advertise what she does. And she doesn't, have a pro she doesn't think anybody should have a problem with it. Well, it's definitely linked to, you know, explicit content, adult content for sure. Klein, who goes by Piper Fawn, says OnlyFans is her business and way of life. My husband and I have this, you know, little wild, you know, behind closed doors lifestyle that we've now decided to share. Oh, a little behind closed doors that they've decided to share. Do you guys think that's a problem that, at, you know, I guess I guess the problem here is that you have parents at a, uh, a pretty strict religious school are saying that they don't agree with this and that they think that pornography is wrong. I mean, that's. You know, that's what they're saying. And they're saying that to for, for somebody to be advertising a pornography website, with, and the mom herself admits that it is adult content, it's not for kids, at the school as they're driving around does make it kind of awkward. Uh, so she said, the, the mom, her name is Michelle Klein again, she's the, uh, she's the one on the OnlyFans website. She says that the school kind of gave her an ultimatum. I was forced to have to, um, you know, take it off or not come on campus. So she, what they asked her to do was uh, essentially they said, you need to take this off your car. And she said, well, I don't want to take it off my car. And so then they said, all right, well, you can't bring this car to campus. She said, well, I got to get my kids to school somehow. And so what she started to do was parking across the street so that she could walk her kids to school and then, uh, and then they wouldn't have to see the decal. And the reporter asked her, the reporter says, well, why don't you just take it off? Why not take the decal off? And that would seem like an easy thing to say, for sure. But for me, you know, it's, it supports my family. This provides a, a very comfortable way of life for us. And it's legal. You know, I pay taxes just like everyone else. But I'm not breaking the law. I just offended people. She just offended people. She's not breaking the law. She's not wrong there, absolutely. And the school did say, you know, that she needs to take it off her car. I wonder if they tried paying her just to take the decal off. I wonder if that would work. Um, maybe not. It's a bad joke. Uh, but she says uh, the the other mother who's upset about this, apparently there's a few moms at the school who are upset about this. They say they think it's a major distraction to their kids. That's a distraction to my children. And no matter how poorly or how good I parent, porn is there. And if that's kind of the first thing they're seeing when they're going into um, a place that should be educating them. So what's interesting is they have uh, actually kicked her kids out of the school now and the school is saying listen if you would consider uh we would consider re-enrolling your kids in the future if you remove the decals 
And they also want her to terminate her pornographic websites, which she's not going to do because she's making a ton of money doing it. Before this story blew up and it was everywhere, she said she was making $20,000 a month, which, you know, it's a very comfortable living for her family. So she's not going to stop doing it. Now, I can only imagine how much money she's probably making now because that's just kind of how these stories tend to go. Somebody gets a lot of press, they get more clicks. And when you get more clicks, you're making more money. Uh, but what do you think? Do you think it's a good idea for her to be ki- her kids to be kicked out of the school? Or is that kind of taking it out on the kids? Yes, it is her mo- she She's the one doing it. Like, the kids aren't on the website, obviously. Um, this is just something that they disagree with. This is a, a choice that the mom is making. But she says she's doing it with just her husband. And they're filming it and sharing it with people in a private setting, in their own homes, who want to pay extra money for it. But I can totally see also why the school is not happy that she's doing it because it is a private uh, religious school and the school has some very strong feelings about uh, this type of activity. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if like this ends up within a, um, uh, in a, in a legal dispute. I don't know that it will. But who knows? It's a very interesting story. I can see both sides of it. All right. We got a lot more coming up. Stick around. We're going to be right back here on Carbon Nights. You're listening to Cairo Nights with Jake Skorheim. Welcome back to Cairo Nights. It's the final segment of the show. I hope you guys have had fun tonight. We've had a lot of fun. Friday nights are kind of a blast. I really enjoy them. So I hope you've had fun too. And I hope after the show, whatever you plan on going out and doing, I hope that you guys are safe and drive safe and have a great time. Or if you're like me, you're probably just going to go home and eat ice cream for the rest of the night because that's what I like to do on a Friday night. I have reached that age where being out past 11 o'clock seems insane to me. I just go like, what kind of an insane person would go out past 11 o'clock. When I was a kid, I'll get to the story in a second, but when I was a kid, my dad used to say to me, and I thought he was nuts when he said this. He said, Jake, because I was used to ask for like uh, curfew extensions. I think my curfew when I was in high school was, um, maybe when I was a senior in high school, it was like 11 o'clock. I had to be in in the house somewhere. Like I could be over at friends' houses and sleep, but I had to be in somewhere at 11 o'clock. I couldn't be out and about doing things. And my dad used to always say, Jake, nothing good happens after 11 o'clock. I don't know why I just gave him a, a Western accent or a Southern accent, but because he doesn't have one. He's from Southern California. But he used to say, Jake, nothing nothing good happens after 11 o'clock. Just nothing. So just, you know, stay inside, have fun. He still has the accent, whatever. Um, I used to think he was nuts. And now I totally agree with him. And now I'm a parent. I got three boys. I got four boys soon. In June, I will be the father of four boys uh, when my pregnant wife gives birth to our fourth son. And I'm going to be given that same advice. And I'll say, hey, kids, nothing good happens after 11 o'clock. So the answer is no. You're asking for an extension on your uh, curfew? The answer is no. Can't have it. You just can't do it. Um, I apologize for the Western accent, for the Southern accent. It's just not good. I don't know why I fell into that. Uh, but I did. So apologies. Okay. This story I found really interesting and weird and strange. And I only have like a minute to deliver this to you. So I'm going to give it to you really fast. You guys know who Tyler Perry is? Um, he has a very famous character called Medea and he stars as Medea and he kind of like cross dresses as this really interesting grandmother 
character. It's bizarre, but very, very successful, and he does a great job at it. He is like a uh, uh, kind of a genius, and he has started his own studio in Atlanta. Uh, he produces all his own stuff. He is a massive powerhouse in the entertainment industry. So he had been planning on expanding his Atlanta studios. He was going to build 12 new sound stages. Um, he has this massive 330-acre property, and he was going to like put $800 million into it. Super successful guy. Recently, he just was shown at this exhibit somebody came and did for them, for like, you know, uh, uh, producers and big name people. This thing called OpenAI Text-to-Video uh, with this, co- which is this thing called Sora. I don't know what that means, but it's called Sora. But it's this artificial intelligence. You can put in text and then it will create images, like video and images for you. So uh, Tyler Perry sees this thing and he says, we're going to stop the expansion. We're not going to expand the studios because what I just saw is going to change the way that filmmaking is made for the rest of time. Isn't that crazy? Like, I don't know what he saw, but it's pretty crazy. He says, I no longer would have to travel to locations. If I wanted to be in snow in Colorado, I don't have to now make Colorado with snow. It's just text. If I wanted to write a scene on the moon, it's just text. AI can generate all of it, which is really scary because this might mean a lot of people lose their jobs. All right, that's the show. I hope you guys have had a great night. We've had a ton of fun. We really have. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. We'll see you back here on Monday. But for right now, I got to get home. Night-night. Night-night.